0: so listen my son Garrett was feeling a little under the weather so I quarantined myself in the office today so if you're in the front row and you feel a little bit of spittle hit you, wipe it off alright you'll be okay Kelly said you should drink some tea so I drank some chamomile tea I'm really relaxed right now (laughs) so if I fall asleep it's okay (laughs) Amen, amen You know, I was watching the team. I was sitting in the office there just thinking about the message today I was watching the team and this this worship team just a a lot of people up here singing playing worshiping And I remember the early days of being a church planter Where I had to sit down my them worship leader and say listen, man, you can't have 12 people on the platform when there's only five people in the audience It just doesn't work. We're going to have to do something. Let them sing from the chairs. Put the instrument down there in the room or something. How far we've come. I want to encourage you today in this new year. Never despise small beginnings. You're just getting started, Nathan. You're going to do a great job. This is the beginning of kingdom work for you. The power of one. The power of one. Now, before we have a misunderstanding, I want you to know something, that we do not, I don't believe, in preaching you into the Bible stories. So when David faces Goliath, it's David facing Goliath. We can glean some things and learn some things from that story, but you're not David. Are you with me? I don't think that's a correct way to approach the Old Testament stories because if we apply it here, then we got to apply it there, and you got to live outside the camp for several weeks in case you get sick or in case you get a, a skin disease. And listen, I had eczema before, and I don't want to live outside the camp. You with me? Are you guys alive this morning? Because <clears throat> I can't do this if y'all going to be like that. Some of you guys are thinking, did he say he was sick? (laughs) Come on now. But the story today and for the whole month, this power of one, we'll be looking at Old Testament stories and gleaning the truths from them that we can apply to our lives. I don't want you leaving the church service and going and marching around the home that you want to buy seven times, one time. You see what I'm saying? There's things we can take and apply to our lives, and there's other things that were just for Joshua. Are you with me? But I'm telling you, I'm so excited about the things that I've read and I've, I've captured and the Holy Spirit's shown me through this man, Joshua, and the story in the the Scriptures about him and his life, this is going to be, I think, a really, really encouraging word for you today. But I also want us to understand when we talk about the power of one, yes, we're talking about this individual in Scripture. The power of one. What can one person— do. What kind of impact can one person make? But we're not talking about an inspirational story that you see on 60 Minutes or 2020. We're talking about one person in partnership with the God of heaven and earth. So it isn't just one, it's one plus God. Are you with me? If any of us endeavor to go and do something great, power of one, just us and us alone, then that's called humanism. We are worshiping ourselves. I believe that God's called all of us to understand that if we can just submit ourselves, one, if we can just say, God, I want to be about what you want to be about in my life, then yes, we can have powerful impact in our world today. That's what this series is about, the power of one. I don't want anybody in this room to walk out of here thinking that you're big stuff. But I want everybody to walk out of here with a quiet confidence that if we allow and submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit and the call of God upon our lives, we can do great things in Him and through Him. And if anything, it should humble us. Because God uses people that makes everybody go, what? You use that one? Look at me. If you only knew. Right? God loves to use the least of these. And we go into the stories and the scriptures and we find that it's always the, what we call the, the one in the background that is brought to the foreground for such a time of greatness and anointing, the power of one. Today, we look at Joshua. Now, Lord, I pray, God, you'd open our hearts. Help this preacher share this word. Help us, Lord, to receive it. Encourage us, stir us up to greatness. Help us know, God, that while we're still upon this earth, we have a lot of work to do. Let us be about your business in 2022 not our own. Help us to follow you towards greater things. In Jesus' name, amen. The power of one, Joshua. Number one on your note sheet, you could follow along. The right attitude. The right attitude. There'll be some scriptures that will come up on the screen as I go along, but I will take a moment in some of these scriptures and read a little bit of the context so we get a better understanding of what exactly is going on here. We're going to be jumping around the life of Joshua as we explore who he is and what he was doing. The right attitude. How many of you guys understand that your attitude changes everything? (laughs) You you wake up, oh, oh. Really? It's morning already? Listen, you're going to have a bad day. It's just going to be like that. You wake up and say, God, I know you can use me in something today. No matter how I feel, no matter how I sense, no matter how my emotions are today, Lord, I want to submit all of that to you and to the Holy Spirit. The right attitude." Exodus chapter 24, I hope and pray that the light bulb goes off in your head the way it has gone off in my head in studying the life of Joshua. Exodus chapter 24, verse 13, it'll come up on the screen. So Moses and his assistant Joshua set out and Moses climbed up the mountain of God. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think any of us growing up as children put on our hopes and dreams of what we want to be someday, assistant. maybe Mine was Spider-Man. Anybody else? We all had aspirations to be a firefighter, to be a policeman, to be a a, a, a movie star, a professional athlete. I don't think anybody wrote down, man, it'd be really nice to be an assistant one day. So Moses and his assistant Joshua set out, and Moses climbed up the mountain of God. What was the assistant? The assistant was to do whatever Moses didn't want to do. Here at Go Life Church, we have an assistant pastor, but we call him associate. Makes it feel better. <laughs> Don't tell him this, but I even told him, listen, man, you're more like an executive pastor. Think of it that way. We're thankful for Moses. Is he in here? Praise the Lord. But I'm going to tell you, I've been able to live my life in such a way where I have been an assistant to people in my own life, where I've been able to learn and glean. And that's the attitude you have to have. Look around you. If you're not serving someone, then maybe you should think about finding someone you can serve. Someone that maybe God would lead you to be like that person someday or called according to like that person or what they're doing in their life. The context is this. Verse 12 says, The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and stay here, and I will give you the tablets of stone. This is the Ten Commandments. With the law and the commandments I have written for their instruction. Then verse 13 Verse 13, verse 13. Then Moses set out with Joshua, his assistant, with and Moses went up to the mountain of God. Verse 14. He said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back. Aaron and her are with you, and anyone involved in a dispute can go to them. So in this moment, Moses took his assistant, took his aid, but left the elders behind. <laughs> Somebody needs to get that. Joshua was literally on the mountain when God showed up. Where were the elders? At the bottom of the hill. They had a perspective that wasn't the same as Joshua. You see, Joshua was willing to serve in humility, had the right attitude. And on your note sheet, the right attitude serves when called upon. We need your help to greet people in the front door. We need your help to play an instrument. We need your help to serve in the nursery. We need your help to serve food on Wednesday night. We need your help. The right attitude serves when called upon. And guess what? There's blessing that follows that. And it may not feel like it in a moment, but I'm looking at this story, and I'm seeing the elders left at the bottom of the hill and Joshua right beside Moses. Why? Because Joshua had been serving Moses already. The second thing under the right attitude is the right attitude stays focused when others are distracted. Exodus chapter 33 verse 11. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp But the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun Would remain behind at the tent of meeting You see, Moses went and had church Had devotions, had time in the presence of God And then everybody else went about their day But Joshua was committed to staying close to where the presence of God was would show up. You know, I know life is busy. Next month, we kick off our Monday night prayer service. We're repackaging and relaunching our prayer meetings on Monday night at 7 o'clock, preaching all about it next month. And I'm mentioning it right now because sometimes it takes effort to go to church more than once a week. (laughs) Right? But Joshua never left church what it says, right? Everybody else went home, Moses left, and Joshua stayed. The right attitude stays focused when others are distracted. What does that mean to you and I today? When Jesus died upon the cross, the Bible tells us that the veil was torn from top to bottom into the Holy of Holies. It means staying and living your life in the presence of God day in, day out, moment in, moment out. Every moment of your life and every moment of your day is committed to being as close to Jesus and as close to the Lord as you can. You find yourself considering the presence of God in your daily decisions. The right attitude stays focused when others get distracted. Thirdly, under the right attitude, it sees obstacles as opportunities. The right attitude sees obstacles As opportunities. I don't have time to unpack all of this. But in Numbers chapter 14. We see the back end of a mission. Where 12 children of Israel. 12 young men are chosen to go and spy out the promised land. Joshua and Caleb come back. And they say hey man we can go take these guys. They have the attitude of that. The rest of them didn't want to go. They were scared. And in verse 6, it says, Two of the men who explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephthuna, tore their clothing. They were upset. They said to all the people of Israel, The land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land, and the Lord is pleased with us. He will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Next slide. Do not rebel against the Lord, and don't be afraid of these people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They were giants. We can take them. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tabernacle. The story goes on that God tells Moses, hey, what am I going to do with these people? They, they are hard-headed. They are hard-hearted. And Joshua and Caleb says, listen, they don't have any protection. We have God on our side. Sometimes we have to remi- remind ourselves that every opportunity, every obstacle we face is an opportunity for God to show up and to, to work a miracle on behalf on our behalf. Amen? The right attitude sees obstacles as opportunities. I've often said that one phone call can change everything. You get a phone call this afternoon, good or bad, it could change everything in the way you feel. That bad phone call is an opportunity for God to do something amazing and to work in your life. Number two, the right assignment. The right assignment. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9. The right assignment follows preparation. Preparation. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9 says, Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the Spirit and wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands on him, so the people of Israel obeyed him, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Listen, there's a couple of instances I want to draw your attention to. The spirit of wisdom, and spirit and wisdom, that that vernacular, that terminology is seen often throughout Scripture. I want to come back to it later, but you need to hang on to that. Say, okay. All right, we're good. The right assignment follows preparation. It was for years and years that Joshua had been an assistant and an aide to Moses. And now the time had come. The handing off of the baton. So many people today have completely passed over or want to completely pass over the preparation. Listen, you've got to go through the preparation to be ready, to be ready. Catch it, prepared, are you with me? And so many times when you go, whoop, I wanna be in charge. But you've never served anybody that's been in charge. And then you're in charge like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do, I'm in charge. I think uh, a little bit of patience and humility would go a long way with today's generation. I know, here I am, mid-40s, talking about those youths. <laughs> if they'll just get it. But Joshua served Moses, faithfully, and because he did, he was full of the spirit of wisdom. He knew he had wisdom and could lead millions of people, which they were at that time, into the promised land. The right assignment, secondly, fits personality. It fits personality. Joshua was a bold guy. And in Joshua chapter 24, as he's laying out this choice for Israel to say, listen, choose life or choose death. He says, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. This is the same Joshua that looked at the people who were going to stone him and still stood his ground. That's this Joshua. He had the personality to lead. I say that to say this. Some of you want to be something that you ain't supposed to be. Are you with me? God hasn't wired you that way. And guess what? That's okay. That's okay. God hasn't wired me to be a comedian. So I do the best I can making you laugh here behind this pulpit. <laughs> Funny story. A few years ago, there was a Christian comedian that I was friends with. And I, and I talked to him. I said, hey, listen, man. I'm thinking about going into the biz. I want to do what you do. He said, Yeah no I don't I don't think you should I don't I don't think you should so I didn't but could you imagine how disastrous that would have been for me and my family all right honey I'm going to Vegas Christian comedian don't know if it would have it would have flown right the right assignment fits your personality God has created you uniquely for a unique call unique assignment the sooner you're okay with that, the sooner God can start using you in that. The right assignment flows providentially. In other words, it flows from God. Numbers chapter 27, beginning in 16. O oh Lord, you are the God who gives breath to all creatures. Please appoint, Moses is praying, please appoint a new man. As leader for the community Give them someone who will guide them Wherever they go Will lead them into battle So the community of the Lord will not be like Sheep without a shepherd The Lord replied Take Joshua son of Nun Who has the spirit in him And lay your hands on him Notice Moses didn't say Oh God would you please install Joshua As as the new leader Moses said oh God would you please Choose a leader But it was God who chose Joshua. Are you with me? Sometimes we do get kind of, and I have to remind myself personally, sometimes we do get kind of um, lost and feel like we're more important than we really are. I'll say that again. Sometimes we feel like we're more important than we really are. Remember, the power of one is only powerful when you put God with it. And it isn't my responsibility to designate a specific leader to lead Greater Life Church next. Oh, my goodness, is he stepping down? Not yet. Not yet. I plan to, I plan to be buried right here. <laughs> Under the platform. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> It's in our history. No. (laughs) Sorry. Urban legend. Forget it. Just forget it. Disregard. Go to the greater life class. You can learn more about it. I don't know. Oh, Lord, help us. Number three. (laughs) The, the, The right anointing. The right anointing. Joshua chapter 1. Beginning in verse 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. The Israelites across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them, I promise You that what I promised Moses, wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land that I have given you, from the Najeev wilderness to the south of the Lebanon mountains, in the north, from the Euphrates River into the east, the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Catch this, verse six, be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I sword of their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night. So, you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper, succeed in all you do. This is my command be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is a word that was to Joshua but it is a word that was repeated on several occasions in the New Testament. And you know what that means? That is one that you and I can take to the bank every single day. That God's command to us is to be strong and courageous, to not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord our God is with us wherever we go. The right... Anointing Three questions Where can God take you With the right attitude Consider this When the world is panicking We are to be at peace When the world is confused We are to be clear in the truth When the world is lost, we find confidence in our place in eternity. Second question. What can God use you to do for the kingdom with the right assignment? Today we we saw the small mentions of Joshua throughout this story. It gives us great insight. To understand that before Joshua was ever assigned to anything of significance, he was an assistant, an aide, a volunteer. Who are you in the small moments when no one's watching? Because that will determine what you will be when the time comes. And the assignment is given. Third question. When? Say when. Awesome. You guys are great. When? Say when. When can you expect the right anointing? You ready? Now. You can expect to be anointed by God right now for what he's called you to be. What he's called you to do Why In scripture Joshua says he's full of the spirit of wisdom It's said of Jesus That he grew in wisdom and in stature And he was full of the Holy Spirit And in Acts chapter 3 Turn to your neighbor And say pay attention Acts chapter 6 verse 3 Here we go now, the book of Acts is written about the church. Are we in the church right now? So is this to us? Okay, you guys are, man, you're awesome. You guys must have not drank chamomile tea like I did. I, I mean, I could, I could take a nap right now. I didn't know it had that kind of effect, you know, whatever. I'm like, wow, this is really, oh. I really want to say something right now. Pretty funny, but I can't. I'll save it for Wednesday. All right. Acts chapter 6, verse 3. They were trying to find folks for a, a specific assignment that needed a specific anointing. And it says And so, brothers, select seven men who are well respected and full of the Spirit and wisdom. Then we will give them This responsibility So here we see An anointing To volunteer In the church And in volunteering in the church It freed up the apostles Which were the elders and the pastors To spend time in prayer And in teaching Guys This pulpit becomes better when you serve. The worship becomes better when you serve. We don't have a ministry fair plan. I don't have booths outside that you're going to walk out and they're going to be saying, sign up today. None of that's going to happen. But what I'm telling you is in 2022, if all of us will capture the vision that the power of one plus God can actually do something eternal then it'll change this church. And when this church changes, our community changes. And if we want to reach people with the gospel, it starts by us committing ourselves, our lives, to the Holy Spirit and serving. Are you with me? The right anointing is now. The scripture tells us, do not be drunk with wine but be full of the Holy Spirit can we be about seeking the Holy Spirit like we have been about seeking pleasure in the world I think so and I think God's going to do something really great in your life if you just let him Amen that being said I'll have a I'd like to close in prayer, and I have an announcement I'd like to make. So stay seated. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're going to do in our lives this year. May we submit ourselves to the leading and the guiding of your Holy Spirit, Lord, to be used in great and mighty ways. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this Wednesday, we're kicking off Grow Night again. And if you haven't been around Grow Night, you're going to want to be here. It's awesome. It's Chick-fil-A. Pre-blessed, ready to go. So we'll have all that for supper at 6 o'clock. And uh, doors open at 6, and we'll be eating all the way up until about 645 Grow night listen pastor's bible study is kicking off and we're calling it something different in 2022. It's not pastor's bible study, it's pastor's prophecy hour. So, this Wednesday, I'm talking about the mark, the mark of the beast and we're going to unlo- we're going to unpack not unload. Well, I will probably unload a lot of stuff I've been learning. Anyway, we're going to unpack the mark of the beast some current events and things like that as we go into Grow Night starting this Wednesday. Listen, I'm telling you, the world's crazy. (laughs) Find out how that lines up with what Scripture says. And now this young lady standing next to me is Elena, and she is our youth pastor here at Greater Life Church. Many of you have had the opportunity to meet her already. Yep, go ahead and welcome her. Awesome. For those of you that do not know, uh, Pastor Angel is still a part of Greater Life, but he has taken up the position of leading worship and becoming associate pastor at our Locust campus, which made an opportunity for Elena to come. Elena, Wednesday's kicking off youth. Tell us about it.
1: All right. Like he said, I'm Elena. I'm super excited to be here. I was previously the youth pastor at Locust. Um, but I was serving here for a while before under Moses and Angel. So I am just so honored to be in this position. I'm excited to be back this Wednesday. We are kicking off our Grow Nights and that means youth is back, yay. So we're gonna kick off with a message about living on purpose. I'm, I'm super excited about this. God has put this word on my heart for the youth. Um, and yeah, I'm, just, I'm excited for what he has in store for this year. There's gonna be so many fun things, but more than that, I know that God is raising up a generation To be on fire for the lord so i'm super excited and i'm just honored to be working alongside these amazing people that word was for me definitely (laughs) Um, i can definitely glean a ton from moises and pastor andrew and all these people so yeah um if you are a youth or you're a parent of a youth please come see me after talk to me i would love to get to know you guys more if you have questions i'm here for that also i'm engaged to carson he's going to be helping out a ton (laughs) he's right there i forgot to mention him (laughs) but yeah so we're just we have a heart for this generation and we just want to pour into them as much as we can. So thanks, guys.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Elena. We also have uh, Pastor Hannah and her crew kids ministry kicking off. so, uh, we've got stuff for the whole family coming up on Wednesday night. Our church has, has found that we have a lot of folks that really are just loving and connecting on Wednesday night, so I encourage you, if you haven't made that leap, go ahead and make that leap. Also, our Greater Years Ministry is kicking back off this Wednesday, which are the, is the senior adult ministry of Greater Life Church. They meet at 11 a.m. right out here in the great room, and so Pastor Randy is here uh, if you have any questions about that. Are y'all ready to have a great week? Amen. Well, let me bless you. Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that your blessing and your favor would follow us around like a faithful friend this week, and God, that you would keep Greater Life Church safe and under your cover. Lord, Lord bless our week. Help us, God, to submit our lives to you in a very uh, fresh and new way and to see your hand upon us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you.